miracle you know I stand in need I could seek your hand to move and touch my family but I push aside these temporary trials that I face Lord I just want to bless you with my praise Lord I come to bless your holy name again just once more before I say amen you're my Jesus my redeemer my Savior and my Lord, I've come to bless your holy name again. I could never count how many ways you've made my life complete. Lord, your mercy is the reason why my spirit sings. Though my words could never fully tell the story of your grace, I just love to rest in your embrace. Lord, I've come to bless your holy name again. Just once more before Yeah, I don't know how hot it gets up here. For a fat boy, it gets really hot. Man, God is good. It seems like we've had some really heavy thunderstorms and lots of rain in the last couple of weeks. And I know some of it's just normal weather, but I believe that some of it's just getting prepared for the ends of time. 
When has anybody seen anything like we've seen in the last few years? Tsunamis, hurricanes, tornadoes, people freezing to death in May and June. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. We've had a lot of rain. We've had a lot of rain in people's lives, too, in the lives of church members. We've had a, many people in this congregation who've experienced personal problems and health crises and financial trouble. The Bible talks a lot about that in the ends of times. We'll see all kinds of terrible, terrible things. Open your eyes, Cowboy Church. We're living in the ends of times. Families seem to be having especially hard hits lately. Every time I pick up the phone, it's hardly ever good news anymore. It's mostly just disaster and, 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 and horrible news and, 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 and somebody's broken down, somebody's car's not working, somebody's house just got robbed. They just stole something. I, I got a phone call last week. One of our church members, family members committed suicide. Man, this stuff will take a toe on you. I never let my phone go to voicemail. I try to grab it because I know that sometimes the best thing you can do is reach out to somebody and get a prayer. In the ends of times, we're going to need people that we can reach out to and get a prayer. We're going to need a relationship with God that we can reach out to and get an answer to those prayers. Because as you see that this stuff ain't been stopping, this weather, it hadn't been stopped, and we're going to need something to cling to. Hear me tonight. We're going to need something that we can depend on, that we can rely on. This is good preaching. Hear me tonight. You're going to need the rock, and you're going to need to build your foundation upon it. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Matthew 7. We've been hit really hard lately with a lot of rain, but people's lives have been hit really hard. Look at Kevin and Renee over and over again. Uh, Tracy was in the hospital. Her husband, Alan, was in the hospital. Uh, Richard was in the hospital. Several people have been sick, and uh, famines broke out in the land, and all kinds of stuff's happening. It reminds me of what happened in the story of Job. Job was a truly a godly person who had reverence for the Lord and he stayed away from evil. He was a prosperous man. He had a large family. He had seven sons and three daughters, all of whom he loved very much. In the book of Job, has anybody ever read the book of Job? Raise your hand. I was thinking about all the hard times that we've been going through and all the rain that we've been getting and all the stuff that uh, Carl just got over being sick. Carl was flat on his back for almost an entire week. It reminded me of Job. And, and, and if you've ever read Job and you just read Job 1, just Job 1, you think, man, how did that guy go through all that stuff? In Job 1, a message arrives. It begins with terrible news. All of Job's vast wealth had been stolen and stripped out of it. And in an instant, all of his servants were killed. His financial security was taken away. And that was just in Job 1. And then a messenger burst out with some more bad news. That a mighty wind came out of the desert, which sounds like a tornado. How many <coughs> how many's phones went off for Code Red this week? It said tornadoes were in the land. This happened in Job's days. He, he got a red alert. 
that said a tornado was in the land. Somebody showed up, a messenger, and it flattened his house where Job's sons and daughters were having a party, and it killed all of Job's family. All in one day, a storm took out his family. And that was all in Job 1. Job 1. He lost his financial security. A storm came. He lost his home. He lost his cattle. He lost his land. And then he lost his family. All in one day. I was thinking about the son who went to the basketball game with his dad. They went to the Rockets game. They had the time of their life. He said, Dad, I'll see you later. He went one way and his dad went the other and he come upon a car that was broke down and the dad got out to push that car and help that stranded motorist and got swept away and drowned. One day, the entire family changed. Let me say this, storms come. Come on, somebody. Storms come. That's why you need to build your relationship with God rock solid. Storms come into our lives, and we need to have a strong foundation. We need a personal relationship with God that we may be able to weather whatever comes our way. Brother Rex had shared his testimony with us the other day, and I, was, I asked him the other day, I said, how did you handle that? He said, man, it all come upon me once. Some of you have been through some tragedy in the last year, in the last six months. And the amazing thing about Job, despite these terrible incidents and these trials that he faced, he didn't turn his back on Job. You would think that uh, it couldn't get any worse for Job. He lost everything, then he lost his family, but then in chapter 2, Job's health was taken away. Now, I told you to go to Matthew, so don't get confused because we're not in Job. I'm just telling you a story. I just wanted to highlight about storms. Job 1. He lost everything, his family, he lost his cattle, he lost his financial stability. And then in Job 2, he had health problems. If it wasn't enough to have to lose everything, now your health is gone too. Does anybody ever say once it rains, it pours? Anybody ever say that? All of a sudden, you got the transmission fixed and the motor goes out. All of a sudden, you got the motor fixed and the icebox ain't working no more. You got the icebox working, and now we got a problem with the septic. And they want $6,000 to fix the septic. I don't know how I'm going to get this money unless I rob a bank. All of a sudden, you're using the the bathroom in a bucket. Y'all ain't been there, have y'all? Oh, y'all live in these nice houses. I had to use the bathroom in a bucket. All these problems just come on us one right after the other, after the other. And next thing you know, you think, well, I'm going to get the money to fix the septic. And then you lose your job. And then you lose your job and you can't fix the septic. And then you lose your house because you ain't got no job. Storms come, folks. You ask anybody in this church and they'll tell you they've been through something. And the only way they got through those storms was crying out to Jesus. I tell people sometimes I pray like this, dear Lord, help me, Lord, to get through this. And sometimes I hide, just cry out to God, God, get me through one more day. Job's, Job's health, Job's health is taken away from him, and 
He's afflicted with pain, sores from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And the amazing thing is, Job, despite the terrible things, losing his life, losing his losing his family, losing his finances, and now he's got uh, health issues. And all of a sudden, here comes his wife, and she wants him to turn his back on God. And he says, "I will not turn my back on God." Where's your breaking point, Cowboy Church? Somebody hear me tonight. I said, where's your breaking point? What's going to cause you to walk away from God? Where's your breaking point? Everybody's got one, huh? Everybody's got a time in their life where they're saying, I concede. I'm going to go back and hit the bottle. I concede. I'm going to go back to my old life. I'm going to concede, just like she said in that prayer request, they got away from God. What's your breaking point? Let me say this. My Lord and Savior does not break. So we got to cling to him. We got to hang on to him. We got to have a relationship with him that no matter what storm comes our way, that we will not break either. Well, you know, the most of the people that have been around me and hang around me are, are people who've been through some real stuff. They're not fake people, but they didn't break when they went through that real stuff. Some of you in church today, and you praise God, and you're not afraid to get up and raise your hand when a song plays because you've been through some stuff, but you didn't break. You didn't break. Mark Hilton and them were at a house. I, I, Mary told me, pray for Mark Hilton and his wife. He, they, were, they, they went and stayed with some people up in Austin area, and, and, and the places all around them, their foundations were breaking loose from the ground and just tearing away. Can I say this? My Lord and Savior, don't break. Huh? Somebody hear me tonight. You ought to thank God for that tonight. He does not break. Job's wife she urged him to do that. She said to him, are you still holding on to your precious integrity? Why don't you just curse God and be done with all this? But Job would not do it. Despite the troubles that he faced, he praised the name of the Lord. Like a person latched onto a tree in a storm, he held on to his faith no matter what was coming against him. Can I ask you this? Are you that kind of person tonight? That you can hold on to your faith no matter what happens to you. That's a good question, Pastor Mark. Why you ask me that, Pastor Mark? Because God wants you to know tonight that he's real. And that he didn't just die on that cross in vain. He died on that cross to be your savior. Come on, somebody. He died on that cross to be your Savior. That can save you from any storm that is coming your way or that you're going through tonight. Sooner or later, storms of one type or another are going to come to every one of us. Oh, me and Mary's had them. We've had seasons of bad weather. Anybody ever had seasons of bad weather? <laughs> Oh, but with my Lord and Savior, he says, joy cometh in the morning. It may take a few mornings, but joy cometh in the morning. But if I expect that and I believe that, I look forward to that. If I expect that, I believe that, I look forward to that. Someone said it's always darkest before the dawn. 
You know, the Lord wants to get into those dark places that causes these storms in our life. Sometimes they may come all at one time, and sometimes they, uh, sometimes they may come one at a time, and sometimes they call, come, come all at once. We all need or will someday need a shelter from the storm. I, I don't like to get wet. I'm just going to be honest with you. I quit many a good job because my feet got wet. I'm not the guy to hire and want him to work outside and get his feet wet. I'm gone. I quit some good jobs. I don't like to be wet. Mama didn't raise no fool. I get out the storm. When it starts raining, I find me some shelter. I see people all the time. They'll just be walking. They'll be soaking wet. They'll stay out there at work. They'll get it. Not this cowboy. I don't like to be wet. Even when I was cowboying full time, I'd tie my horse to the trailer and I'd get in the truck. What are we going to do? We're going to ride this thing out because I don't like to be wet. I don't like to be wet. I don't like to be. God did not intend it for us to get wet, to get poured on. What he intended, folks, and I'm going to get you to understand this in English, is to be the shelter in the storm, to be the blanket from the downpour. He is good covering, folks. Does anybody get this tonight? You got, well, I ain't ever hiring Pastor Mark because he'll quit me if it starts raining. You bet I will. We'll be halfway through, I'm out. Start raining, I'm out. I don't like socks getting all squishy in my boots. I don't like any of that stuff. Anybody else like that? I don't like to pull my boots off, my feet look all pruny. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't even like to go to the lake without them little shoes on. I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm giving y'all a little too much information tonight. The longer we live, the more storms seem to come. We are likely to face a final storm, too, that no one can escape unless you built your life on the foundation and the relationship. Of Jesus Christ. How can we be sure to build our lives to withstand the storms? Jesus talks about this in Matthew 7. Oh, he's finally there. Jesus touches on this very question in Matthew 7, verse 24. Got my Bible? In this parable about the wise and the foolish builder. This passage comes at the very end of the section in Matthew known as the Sermon on the Mount. It is an explanation point to all that God has already said in his teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Listen to what he says. I love it here. Amen. Verse 24, it says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. I want, I want to point out something. Uh, I want to challenge you to, to, to highlight this. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, does them, say that, will be a wise man who builds his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat the house. But it did not fall because he had been founded on the rock. Let me stop right there real quick. Let me show you real quick. Look here. 
everyone who hears these words of mine and does them. When you read your Bible and you do what it says. When you change your life, when the old man's dead and the new one comes up out the Jordan, when there's a new creation standing before the Lord and we dig into this and we do what it says, love thy neighbor, don't commit adultery, stop stealing, stop lying, own up to your mistakes, ask for forgiveness, stand through trials like Job. Anybody who hears this word and does it, will be like a wise man who builds his house. And the wind comes, and the storm comes, and the tornadoes come, and, 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 and all kinds of stuff comes against it. It's going to stand. Let me ask you tonight. When you leave out of here and we preach a good word, do you take and apply it to your life? When, we, when you leave out of here, somebody told me that I got a new church member. It just almost brought me to tears. I said, Brother Mark, they've only, they've, we've only been here twice, but she has almost listened to every message on the podcast that you have put out there. She can't get enough. It's not me that she can't get enough of. It's the relationship that I have with my maker and the words that are spitting out of my mouth or what he tells me to say. And when they get it, when they get it, when you get it, when I get it, it's revelation. I ask God tonight, Brother Vic, to make this jump off the page that you may be able to understand that. And that's what he's doing. That's awesome. He says this, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat the house, but it did not fall because it had been built and founded on the rock. Now listen to what he says in verse 26. And everyone, say everyone, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So he says, if you do my word, you, you, you get into my word, you read my word, you apply it to your life, you're going to have a strong foundation when the storms come. It's not easy being a daddy. Can I say that to you tonight? Y'all got some kids? Raise your hand if you got some kids. Let me say this. It ain't easy being a daddy. It ain't easy being a mama. There's a lot of storms come when you got kids. They want to go over here and do this. They want to try this. They want to touch that. Listen, man, these storms come with these teenage boys about to drive me gray-headed. I told mine a couple weeks ago, boy, I don't know if I should just kill you. I think it would be easier than trying to raise you. Daddy, quit playing. You see me playing? You see me playing. Anybody playing on my face? I do that sometimes. You see me playing? Devil's trying to break up the families today. He's causing friction. He's causing confusion. 
He's causing problems. I don't care if your kid's this age or if he's my kid's age or if he's already grown and got his own family. They need their mom and daddy to be clinging to the rock, the strong foundation. They need their moms and dads in the Bible, practicing the word, preaching the word, proclaiming the good news. Does anybody hear me tonight? This is good stuff. Justin and Dalton don't need me just hearing the word. They need me doing the word. The Bible says if you hear the word and you don't do nothing, your house is going to fall down. I think the Lord ain't talking about a building. I think he's talking about a family unit tonight. The house, me and her, got to be on the same page. Got to have our boys on the same page. Can I say this to you? You are responsible for your children. You are responsible for what you teach them, what they learn, where they go, and who they hang out with. Well, they're 17. I can't tell them what to do. In my house, he's 20 years old. I tell him what to do. He don't want me to tell him what to do. But I don't want a relationship like that. I want him to be when he's 21, he asked me, Daddy, what do you think? When he's 25 and he's fixing to get down on one knee and ask some girl to marry me, I, I want him to ask me, Daddy, will you pray with me before I go do that? I think the Lord said that you build your house, which is your family unit, on the rock. Let me ask you this. Are you fighting with your kid all the time or are you praying with your kid all the time? Have you turned them over and gave them to God or are you trying to fix them? I've learned that I just got to turn them over to God. As I try to fix them. He don't want me to take my hands off of them. He don't want me to get out of their business. I think it goes along with every area of our life. Man, this is good stuff. Jesus, Jesus finished his teaching by saying, These words, the Bible, the Bible, I speak to you, are not incidental additions to your life, but they're homeowner improvements. This is, this, how many, how many, hear me, homeowner improvement. You buy a new appliance, you get a manual. You open up that manual, and it tells you to operate in instructions on that manual. Now, there's a lot of outlaws in this church and rebellious people in this church, and, and I know you because you're like shaking your head all crazy at me. Most of y'all just toss that manual to the side. You never look at it. You never pick it up. You got it. You got it. You got it. All that stuff's in Chinese anyway. I got this. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to turn it on. Anybody ever heard of Finger Hut? I, I, I got me an a entertainment center one time from Finger Hut. It had all these pieces together. I told Mary, we paid like $13 a month for 13 years. <laughs> Finger Hut is a ripoff. But she had to have this entertainment set. And it came with all these, it came with a little manual. It came with a lot of instruction. And I looked at it, 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 and then I threw it to the side, and I put the box up in the corner. And the box had the picture on it. Next thing you know, I go to putting this thing together, and she's hollering at me, it ain't supposed to be like that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Look at the picture. It looks right. 
I had like 37 extra parts. <laughs> I had stuff left over. She said, what is all this stuff for? In case you break something, they gave you some spare parts. They gave you some, they loved us so much, they gave us some spare parts. Her cousin showed up and said, what in the heck are you doing? I said, well, I'm putting this thing together. She won, I'm putting it together. He said, it don't go like that. I said, look at the box. He said, you don't look at the box, you look at the manual. When we're unsaved, when we're unsaved, we do things different. We go different places. We do different things. We drink. We drug. We party. We cuss. We lie. We cheat. We steal. We, we live for ourselves when we're unsaved. But once we get saved, Shay, now pay attention because you're just a baby Christian. Once we, You are a baby Christian, so pay attention. Once you get saved, you have to get the manual and you got to read it. You got to stay in it. Can I say this? It's still relevant. They wrote it over 2,000 years ago, but it still applies to tonight. We got to read the manual. We got to read it. We got to study it. It's not something you look at while you're sitting on the toilet. It's something that you say, I want to embrace this in my life. I want to get to know God. And I want to get to know God's plan for my life. It's not something that you just set on the shelf and let it cover up with dust. And then when you invite me over for dinner, it's opened. But you really didn't read it. You say, Brother Mark, well, I read other stuff other than the Bible. God didn't give us other stuff. He gave us the Bible. Man created the other stuff. And all the other stuff ain't bad. Some of the other stuff, the Bible studies, daily Bible studies, devotions. But getting back to you, say you. Touch three people and say you because you look asleep. Getting back to you, Mike, if you want to be able to stand when you almost die in an accident, when, you, when, when all the things are thrown at you financially and you don't know if you're going to make it tomorrow, getting back to you, you need to cling to something. And that is the word of God. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something, Rayford. In Job 1, stripped everything from him. In Job 2, his wife said, curse God and die. His friend showed up. By the end of Job, God blessed him back for his faithfulness, for his obedience, for holding on in the storm. There are trials that come to us each and every day. There's storms that come. If you're not in one right now, hold on. One's on this way. You know, I was thinking about I, I, <laughs> Jesus finished his teaching by saying these words. The Bible says these words, they're to improve you, to raise the standard of living. They are foundational words. They are words to build a life on. Watch this. Watch this. Pay attention. Tammy, what's your favorite Bible verse? I can't hear you. Amen. What does it say? Paraphrase it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Is that something like it says? It's like a strong foundational word. Huh? Come on, somebody. 
Everybody's looking away because they hope I don't call on Sarah. What's your uh, favorite Bible verse? I can't hear you. What does it say? Paraphrase it. Let's see. I can't hear you. Christ starting in your heart. Guarding your heart. Amen. Anybody got a favorite Bible verse they want to tell me tonight? Yes, ma'am, Courtney. I can't hear you, baby. Nothing is impossible with God. Anybody else, Tony? Amen. Amen. Mary? Amen. The truth will set you free. 832. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Many are called, but few are chosen. Joseph? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I, <laughs> man. Somebody else raise their hand. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 I like John 3.17. God didn't come to condemn this world, but to save this world. Miss Connie? Ooh, the Lord is my shepherd. These are words to build a strong foundation. That's what God said. God said, I give you this Bible. I give you this instruction manual. These are to build a strong foundation. How many of you ever been in a situation, watch, watch, that you're about to fall and the word of God lifted you up? Because when you have the word of God in your heart, you can quote it. You can stand on it. You can, you can believe on it. You know, everybody knows my favorite scriptures in Luke 9, 62. A man that puts his hand on the plow and takes a look back, not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. When I see these people falling out of church, when I see these people doing whatever they want, when I see these people going backwards instead of forwards, I say, that's not what my word says. My word says a man or a woman who puts his hand on the plow and takes a look back is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven so Mark Grimes because I got it embedded in my foundation has to work forward with my plow that means I have to plow your strong foundation is not one scripture it's many scriptures and it's impossible now not for all but for some for some it's impossible to memorize Every scripture in the Bible. It is. Now there are some that are really, 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 really smart. You may be here tonight. You may know this thing from cover to cover. And you may quote it. Backwards and frontwards and forwards. But if you're not. If you're only hearing it and you're not doing it. When a storm comes. It's going to crash down your house. Your foundation. When a blue, when you blow, when, when something blows, how many have seen it? Can, can, I, can I let you be a preacher for a minute? How many have seen it? A little trial comes and somebody leaves God. 
a little trial comes and somebody questions their salvation and goes back to drinking, goes back to drugs. A little trial comes. God, God says there's going to be little storms. There's going to be big storms. There's going to be all kinds of storms. There's going to be storms that you weren't prepared for. There's going to be storms in season and out of season. But foundational words, scriptures, believing them, studying them, memorizing them. And doing them, you're going to make it. You got cancer, you're going to make it. You lost your job, you're going to make it. Your marriage is in trouble, you're going to make it. With the manual and believing it from cover to cover. Is there anybody here that don't believe this cover to cover? Don't raise your hand. I just want to know in your heart. Because I believe it all the way through. And so let me get to my point, and I'm done. Let me make a point, and I'm done. These are foundational words, words to build the life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who builds his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the rivers flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved the house. It was fixed on the rock. I read something about the Leaning Tower of Pisa over in Italy. Uh, anybody ever seen a picture of that thing? They said every year it'll keep leaning. Pisa, watch this. Pisa, I'm going to teach you something, means marshy land. Well, scientists and people say, well, it's built on unsolid, stable ground. And, and, and I want to say this to you. It's 800 and some odd years old. I can't remember, 853 years old or something or another. But scientists say that it moves uh, between one and six inches every year. That's why they call it the Leaning Tower of Pisa. But for 800-something years, it's been still up. God didn't give us 800 years. He gave us maybe 70. Maybe 70, maybe 80. Maybe you'll be old like Linda Biggs and still be around. Or Beverly, I don't know. Or you that's hollering, oh, because that's kind of stuff. Oh. They get a little senile when they get old. When you get older, you, if God gives you 70, 80, 90, 100 years, wouldn't you want a strong foundation? Wouldn't you really? No, no, no kidding aside, I was just picking on Linda. I don't even know if she's here tonight. You hear Miss Linda? No, she ain't here. Well, tell her I was talking about her. And uh, wouldn't you want a strong foundation to hold you up 100 years? They say the oldest guy was like 100 and something, 120 years old. They had his picture the other day. He said, the only way I made it is with God. The oldest man alive is a black man. He's 120-something years old. And he said, I made it all these years by having a relationship with God. That's all he said. They said, how'd you make it this long? By having a relationship with God. The leaning power of Pisa is built on marshy land. And they say that the, 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 the pillars that go in the ground, they're only in the ground like six to eight feet 
There's no way possible that this thing should hold. It should have already tumbled over. There are some of you in this church, and, and, and they, there's other people out there that think you won't make it. I don't care what they say. With God, all things are possible. You will make it. Rain poured down, the rivers flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in the Bible study and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter. Say stupid. That's, that, 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 that's, that's not in the Bible. I'm just paraphrasing. God give you an opportunity tonight to be a wise carpenter or a foolish carpenter. Nobody likes to be called stupid. Nobody likes to be called foolish. You go back, I, I, I did some homework, so follow me. I'm preaching to you tonight. I'm teaching you tonight. The word foolish out of the Bible paraphrases to what we now say is stupid. If God says, don't be foolish, don't be stupid, build your house right Build your house right. Don't compromise. When we were putting in these beams and, and we were talking about weight, we wanted to, we wanted to overkill, to hold. There were, there were some that, that said we could have went with less, but we didn't want to compromise. I don't want you to compromise anymore. God does not want you to compromise when you're building your strong foundation. How do I compromise my foundation? By allowing things to come into my house that shouldn't be there. Or coming into my life that shouldn't be there. Or allowing people in my life that shouldn't be there. Because it'll cause you to fall. And you're building something on sand instead of a rock. Man, this is, this is, this is not over your head tonight. But if you just... Use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life. That's like saying if you just come to church but you don't work the lessons. Rex told the men in men's Bible study uh, Sunday morning, every one of the men coming to Bible, every one of the men coming to church ought to have a pen and a piece of paper and be taking notes. Not just the women taking notes, but men ought to be taking notes and studying those notes. Working them, studying them. He challenged the men. Wonder which one listened and which one didn't tonight. He said, you ought to take this stuff that we're learning and apply it in our life. He wanted to challenge you. I challenge you tonight to not build your foundation like a foolish man or a foolish woman. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a foolish carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed the house like a deck of cards, one Bible version says. We know that when Jesus used this story and refers to the house of the wise and the foolish builders, that what he is really talking about is not a house. He's talking about a human. I said human, didn't I? I did say human. What are y'all doing? Lord help them. They don't know what they say.
He's all right. Hey, listen to me tonight. Listen, focus here. Focus, focus one minute. Focus, 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 focus. Listen. But if you use my words, when Jesus used this story and referred to the house of the wise and the foolish builder, what he was really talking about is our lives. That's what these houses represent. So my question to you tonight, what are you building your lives on? Do we lose focus over the smallest thing like a rat? Do we lose focus when our friends come over and invite us to a party? Do we lose focus when all the people we used to smoke marijuana with show up and say, it's okay, just smoke. Just smoke a little. One time ain't going to kill you. Do we lose focus so easily today? We do, I bet you. We do. We get mad. We get upset. We go back to our old nature. Build your house. Build your lives on a foundation. Are we building our lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is our Savior, who is our healer, who is our provider, who is both now and to come? Somebody hear me tonight. That is both now and to come. I'm not done yet. Listen to me. Who is both now the living God who we serve and is to come. And if he comes, and if he comes tonight, will he call you home? Or will you be left behind? If the rapture is tonight, have you built a foundation that will take you home? Because all these storms and all these stuff that's happening around the world, it's just another sign of the ends of times are coming. And we're going to be raptured, I promise you. We're going to be raptured. And only the ones that can go have a strong foundation. How can we build so that we're able to withstand the storms? By accepting Jesus Christ into our heart. I want to know if you've done that tonight. Have you not only accepted him in your heart, but you're living for him tonight? Not only do you wear a cross around your neck that represents your faith, but you have the faith. Not you're just coming so that we can see you. But you're coming to change your life. I walked into Parkview not knowing I needed to change my life. I thought it was okay the way it was. Boy, was I messed up. I still get in my Bible. And I have not arrived. So it's relevant to every part of my life. When me and her's not getting along, I'm in here. When me and my boys ain't getting along, I'm in here. When me and you ain't getting along, I'm in here. When the devil's attacking my finances, I'm in here. When the devil's attacking my health, I'm in here. Are you in here? Because if you're in here, it shows in here. And it shows when a storm comes. Possessions. If you're putting all your stakes in possessions, money, work, time, putting all your stake in that stuff, it's going to blow away. Can I say this? There's, I don't care what kind of car or truck you drive. 
If a tornado wants to pick it up and take it away, it'll pick it up and take it away. I mean, he saw that car flip over upside down with that guy. I mean, that's horrible. He said, well, I'm just going to drive across here. I'll be okay. You're never okay without this. Because there's too many outside influences that are trying to distract you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing that little mouse into the church to show these people tonight that the simplest things can take them away from the word. But if you have a strong foundation, you'll get back to center. Come on, come on, focus, 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 focus. Donnie, when that job's giving you hell, focus, focus, focus. Get back to center. Till death do us part. Trouble, focus, focus, focus. Bank says, I ain't got enough. Focus. Kids giving me crazy, crazy things. Focus. Focus. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for our time. I think we got something out of this. I think we got somewhere, Lord. Father, let us build on you tonight. I think they said five or six people, seven, eight, nine people lost their lives in the floods in Houston alone. If we want that kind of stability, the kind of eternal security in our life, come hell or high water, we have to say, Jesus, it requires you. I ask you tonight, have you ever prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, will you pray with me tonight? Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Tonight, I make you my personal Lord and Savior. Tonight, Lord, I cling to you. I start building my house upon your word tonight. Lord, I love you and I trust you. Come into my heart and save me. Tonight, I make you my personal Lord and Savior. We need to build our entire lives, Cowboy Church, on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And then nothing, say that with me, say nothing. Say it again, nothing. Say it one more time like you mean it, nothing. Nothing can shake us down. Not even death, Cowboy Church. Another one of my favorite scriptures is, absent from the body is presence with the Lord. I'm not scared to die. I love you. Thank God for you who gave your life to Jesus tonight. Lord, thank you for the storms that we've had. Thank you for joy that cometh in the morning. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Let nothing shake our faith. There's some Job's walking out of here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen.